Hello and welcome to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast. I am your host, Amy. This is the podcast where I talk about anything and everything that's on my mind, ranging from deep and meaningful all the way through to random shit. You're here now, so why don't we hang out? Hello and welcome to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast. I am your host, Amy. Welcome back to part five in this Halloween something something. I haven't named it yet. Something about a Halloween haunting and like a series of videos. Anyway, you're in part five. If you haven't seen the other parts, drop in, recommend. Um, I kind of gone with a bit of a tech feel. That sort of stuff always interests me. Technology and danger. So today is no different. I am going to share a short story with you um, that has been written. It's creepy, but it's also a little fun. So let's get going. Okay, so this story is called Selfies by Lavy. Tira, tira. I don't know how to pronounce names. Guys, fucking shit. So, what you see throughout this story, so it's very different to the others. The others are just like people just dumping information. This is a, a proper short story, right? This is the the real deal. Um, like, this is not to say that the others aren't, but this is like a proper ass. Um, where is it? Webcam. Yeah, it's here somewhere but it's a it's a proper ass short story that was written published when like for awards all that type of stuff and it's called selfies what you find in this uh there are numbered points in it and those numbered points indicate a photo number that was taken so for example if i say number 733 that's the name of the photo that it was tagged as it's number 733 if it's 10, 10, you know, one, one, two, two, just the number in a particular point in time. And this is uh, a timeline, but it jumps all over the place. So basically it's got picture 733 and this is one of the last pictures and it's a girl. She's running, running down the street into the dark. The street lamps are dim. The light oozes down this sickly kind of yellow color. And this person can feel her heart beating almost through her chest. And there's a taste of something sour and unpleasant in her mouth. She's running as fast as she can and she has to get away. The moon is uh, out. Its cheek is pochmarked with acne scars. It looks like it's hanging down over her head. And she's saying, they're running behind me. They're gaining. They're not even running hard. They've spread out around me and they match their pace to hers very easily. They whisper, Ellie, Ellie. Just ahead is a rusty iron gate in the old playground that she swings on the swings when she was younger. Um, They crowd her there. I don't know if kids still use the swings. She stumbles through the gate and into the playground. She just has to keep running. But she keeps taking a picture. She can't help it. I take a picture and it's just me and the gate and the moon and no one is behind me. That's how it opens, right? So now we're in some dialogue 
and it's I heard the, I heard this story about a girl who went mad a few weeks ago. The respondent says, what girl? The first girl says her name's Ellie. She was in my school. I didn't know much of her, but she was dead at the bottom of a playground. The other person goes, oh, I'm really sorry. The first person says, that's ah, all right. I didn't really know her. Uh, what was funny, when I saw her, it was only for a moment where they zipped up the bag and took her away. But she has a really scary look on her face. The other one says, that's disgusting. And she's like, well, I wouldn't put it on Facebook or anything because the girl takes a photo. And then the girls look at it and the first girl says, are those eyes? And the girl goes, what is she doing with her mouth? I think she's screaming. She's still holding her phone when they found her, even though she was broken up pretty bad. My cousin Dan works at the lab and said there were hundreds of pictures on her phone thousands upon thousands of pictures he said the police could construct her last few months almost moment by moment from the pictures that she had captured they were mostly selfies but some of them were really weird dan said maybe someone had photoshopped them but after a while it didn't make any sense one of the girls says well it's pretty vain go that's pretty vain though the other says i guess one of the girls says, you know what the really weird thing is, though? And the other girl says, what? And she says, a couple of days ago in the supermarket, I thought I saw her. She was standing on in an aisle by the celery sh shelves. I don't know if celery had shelves. And she was talking on her phone. She was holding a bunch of crunchy nuts. But I had this really uneasy feeling when I saw her. I mean, it could be her, right? Then it was like she knew I was standing there. And she turned and she gave me this smile. The other girl goes, you're, you're totally making this up. And she says, I had a can of Coke in my hand and it fell down and burst open. There was a mess everywhere. When I looked up again, gone. She disappeared. And the other girl's like, did you pay for the Coke though? She goes, yeah, I paid for the Coke. They buried her a few days later. I didn't go to the funeral. I mean, I said I never really liked her anyway, right? Didn't really know her. So the girl um, goes to the mall or shopping center as we call it. And she is on the lower level, all the way at the back, where the shops are turning dusty and dark. And there's baby clothes in the store that she hasn't seen in years. A shop for vegan staff, a video store permanently closed. A, a shop that she'd not noticed before. And it's filled with strange objects and all kinds of knickknacks. Weird, clock uh, weird clocks, devices, uh, voodoo dolls, paintings, uh, covers of books. Just really odd stuff. At first... Uh, she doesn't see anyone else in the shop and then she hears a cough and this weird old guy with a long horse-like face and pale watery eyes appears behind the counter almost like he'd been somehow cut out of the shadows and given form and pushed into the light and he coughs again and says can i help you miss um, she says no i'm just browsing he says you're very pretty and then she's kind of blushing and shrugging it off he's like no 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 you really are she says, thank you, trying to, like, get the hell away from this dude. Anyway, he says, here, take this, and hands her something. It's a brand new phone. And, she, and he says, do you have this one? And she was like, a phone? Uh, like this one? She's like, no, I have this old thing. He goes, well, then you take this one from me. And she says, for free? And he goes, well, no, of course not. I don't run a charity here. Um, and then he goes very cheap take it take it 
So it scares him so much that um, he takes the phone, it puts it in her hand, she describes what it feels like, nothing necessary. Um, she takes out some money, gives it to him. He said I was pretty, so I guess I, you know, I'm not going to be mean, whatever it is. She goes out of the shop, suddenly off into the light, and her finger itches. She holds up the phone in front of me, presses the camera button, and it's like it wakes up for the first time. And she feels like something something died in me at that point or at that moment. I can't describe it. I don't need to. I press the button, and there's the image instead. Number 736. In the last picture, I'm dead. Number 112. Funny thing is, I go back to the spot where the shop is a few days later, and there's no sign of it. Here's me standing in a Cinnabon. The guy behind the counter tells me it's never been there. It hasn't been there in over a year. In this picture, she's biting her lip, looking worried. She had to keep clicking and taking photos um, because the pictures were now beginning to lie image 447 that's really amazing ellie noah says he looks hopped up on something and he gives me this beaming smile what are you talking about she says and then he goes i snap a picture me standing there looking vaguely irritated in his kitchen he has petunias on the windowsill i don't like how the light catches them they look ill and the sunlight is all blotchy Noah says last night you were amazing I've never even and then blushes where did you learn to do all that (laughs) then she says like Noah comes close puts her arms around her she can smell him and the smell of sex delightful anyway she pushes him away and didn't know really what to say um, but then says uh, I actually wasn't here Noah don't you remember i went to the movies with shelly and i stayed at her place and he says what and his hands drop to his side and then he smiles and says you're just fucking with me and she bursts into tears and he stands there looking totally confused and then gets angry and he comes over again and she pushes him out of the way and runs up the stairs to his bedroom there's uh rumpled sheets uh pinned to the the mirror a photo it must have been taken last night it's freshly printed and she's posing for the photo um, being taken by the camera naked one held one hand held suggestively between her thighs while the other is out of sight holding the camera in the picture she's grinning into the camera and her teeth are like predator teeth and her eyes well there's nothing going on in her eyes she pulls a photo from the mirror tears it up into tiny pieces onto the floor number 73 dinner with mum dad and noah we're all smiling noah has his arm around me and he's grinning i feel like there's a fire inside me burning from the inside out um everyone's smiling happy days 501 me in front of the mirror but the picture's all wrong this is after I left Noah's place and gone home. I'm crying as I press the button, but in the mirror of the phone, I'm smiling. 210. Photo 210. This photo is a little blurry because I'm running. I'm on the street and a man's pursuing me. 209. Blurry as I turn away from the man who's speaking. 208. 
He has a nervous, excited voice and keeps shouting about my phone. We're both caught in the photo and for a moment his face is almost erotically excited and incredibly terrified. Picture 207. A man approaches me in the street, but he's not in the photo. He wants to buy my phone. I can't understand what he's saying. He's tall, he's thin, um, smells pretty bad like he hasn't washed in a few days. Um, he says his name is Farnsworth and he's a collector. He keeps asking me, where did you get the phone? And do I know what it is? I tell him it's just a phone. Um, he doesn't listen to anything. And he says something about mimic objects and parasite mechanics. And things look like other things. He keeps saying dark chamber. Camera obscura. I don't know what any of it means. I turn to walk away from him. Um, I catch my reflection standing on the street. Only there's no mirror there. 600. There is someone standing outside my house under the street lamp but I don't dare look. It's so quiet. It's so quiet and nothing moves. Nothing moves but I know it's there. The silence is a living thing or an echo of the living things. It's like a dark chamber in my room and the only illumination comes from outside. The light being pressed in through the curtains. Something is standing outside that lamp. I pull back the corner of my curtains and I don't look out, but I take a picture. In the picture, something with my face is standing outside and it's looking back at me and it's smiling. Picture 342. Someone had slipped an envelope under my door in the night, and when I went to open it, a piece of paper was inside from a book. Holding up to her face, her eyes are puffy. You can just make out the letters. It says, The mad Jesuit father on fonts in his 16th century manuscript. First wrote, Of the curious properties of ascertain kind of light or rather shadow or shadows is unclear in view of sometimes contradictory translations he wrote the manuscript while incarcerated in in scotland where he was held for blasphemy for many years in it he describes a device which he claimed to have constructed a sort of optical instrument or this camera obscura a dark chamber for the capture of such anti-light shadows or possibly in some translations notably in the French manuscript of 1953 a soul so this uh, Jesuit I apologize committed suicide or was maybe killed he died by falling from the top of the monastery to the, bog, to the bogs down below. After reading that, the girl goes, all right, this is kind of gibberish. I don't really get it. Um, <laughs> that's that. Picture 655. It's blurry because my hand's shaking so much and you can't make anything out. Picture 415. Farnsworth again. I point the phone at him and he shrieks and runs away before I can take his picture. So I take mine instead. For 16 and another, for 17 and another, for 18 and another. And with each one I feel better and worse. Like I'm being cut up into tiny little pieces. Like bits of me are lost souls here. There is me 
and me, and me, and me, and me, and another. Picture 12. Standing in the park in sunshine with my new phone. I'm so happy and everything is going to be right. 469. Me with a crying face. Dark. I have red eyes. It's night and I've just been woken. Barnsworth is outside shouting. And Ikari is a spirit torn from your soul by a curse who now lives independently. In some, some cultures they believe that every photo takes a little bit away of you. I'll pay you anything, he says. I can hear the dog barking. Give it to me. His voice is so lonely and desperate. Then the dog stops barking and suddenly Farnsworth gives a high-pitched shriek. I don't have to look outside to see what happens next. 6.52, outside the supermarket. 6.53, I go to the supermarket and bump into another customer and mumble, sorry. And then when I just look for a moment, she looks back at me and smiles with my face. 6.54, my hand is shaking a shot of me against supermarket shelves. Shoppers pushing carts loaded with foods and cereals one by one. They stop, raise their heads and look at me. They smile with my face. They have no eyes. Someone whispers, whispers my name, Ellie, Ellie. She legs it. 7.29. In one of the last pictures, I'm running. The road spreads out ahead of me and the sleeping suburban homes. The moonlight is sucked out of the asphalt. I run. The only sound of the beating of blood in my head. The air is scented with jasmine. Ahead of me is the old playground where we used to play. I don't look back. I don't take the picture. But I know they're there. I love it. I love it. Like, I love it. It's an awesome short story. I freaking love it. So I'm getting a bit fatigued. So towards the end, I was kind of like, oh, God, am I going to be able to make it through? Send help. But I did. I made it through. I absolutely love it. I love it. It's a brilliant short story. Um, it's just an idea that maybe by taking photos, you are losing small parts of yourself that are going elsewhere and becoming parts of other people. Oh my God, there'll be nothing of me left. I take so many photos of myself and I take them all the time. So I'm like, hmm, interesting. I wonder how much of me would be left. <laughs> okay, that is it for the Halloween, don't know the name of the series yet, Sprint. I've shared with you five really cool Halloween-ish stories, stuff to kind of make you think late at night. I will include the links to each of these in the description box underneath the podcast information. So let's leave it there. In the meantime, you can hit me up on my socials, email, website, all of it is aesthetic vibes, aesthetic vibes pod. I got so confused. I thought I was doing the ending for my other podcast. Anyway, everything's under Aesthetic Vibes Pod or the Aesthetic Vibes Podcast. You can't miss me. I'm there doing cool stuff. Make sure you join me next week as we kick off something fun. I don't know what yet. Um, actually, no, that's a lie. I do know what. Um, I'm very, very keen to talk about uh societal expectations but a different form of so have a good one stay spooky stay safe eat lots of halloween food i know we will be we're going to a party can't wait we've just got our costumes sorted 
very happy with myself. Um, so yeah, have a good one. Bye guys. Yeah.